1: Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, TV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed. Who the sons of Liberty radio show here on the Red State Talk Radio. I can't get my tongue together here this morning. Where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at Sons and for our Muslim friends, I'm the that Allah Warns of I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty and also sons of liberty media.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face is made for radio. Head over to sons of liberty and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is a Bradley show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you'd like to catch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live. Now he did, if I'm not mistaken, he's covering a lot of the stuff that went on in Maui and things. And if you're saying, well, Tim, why aren't you covering much more of that? Well, I've had other things that I'm doing too. Plus there are plenty of people covering this. Okay. Plenty of people covering this, not the Mockingbird media, of course. I mean, they're covering it from their little angle there. But they're not telling you the truth about what went on there or what's going on right now. Uh, but you'll see that if you check out Bradley Bradley's video from yesterday. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right hand corner. You click on that; it'll take you over into the chat. Well, we got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning, good to see you all, you guys over there. And uh, that channel is Sons of Liberty Radio live on Rumble. So be sure to subscribe to that channel as well. Sons of Liberty Radio live. And then we're also on beforeitsnews.com top of the page. And we appreciate those guys giving us a platform over there as well. Right up under where we're streaming live on sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can sign up for our email newsletter. Please do that and help us, um, you know, get get the information out. Uh, all of our articles that are up there are there for, um, you know, your benefit. And I know, look, our, our audience is highly educated when it comes to a lot of this stuff. I know, I know, I know you are. Uh, but these are these are articles we think are important. They got information in them that's important. And uh, also the Morning Show Archive is in there as well. So uh, I put together all that stuff just so you have your links, you have, you know, whatever you're doing and dealing with there. You'll have those in place. Um so, anyway, do that. That goes out late afternoon or early evening, so you can pick that up then and there. By the way, let me, let me, um, I, I forgot to bring this up. Uh, any of you guys who might be going to Dr. Artis's Healing for the Ages, um, we, we've we got our confirmation now. So, we're, me and uh, one of my sons are, are going to go down to Texas, um, and uh, cover cover that so again if you're not following us on d live or twitch because that's the only places i'm going to send it out to why well, might they might go out on my facebook page uh but they won't go out on the rumble channel for radio here sons of liberty radio live so if you want to do that uh you need to jump on one of those i think it's d TV forward slash sons of liberty or something like that I, I think is what it is and then the twitch is the real tim brown um that's my channel over there so if you want to pick those up you can do it if you're already friends with me on Facebook. On the public page, uh, they'll probably go out there too, but they won't go out here. So I'm going to be covering that, Lord willing, September the 8th and 9th. It'll be in Dallas. Um, There are four main speakers, but my understanding is they're bringing in other doctors uh, and medical professionals to teach them. And, uh, of course, we're going to meet a lot of other people there too, I'm assuming. But uh, we should be going out there. And uh, so that'll be next week. Lord willing, we're going to be bringing you uh, some of those folks a little more intimate than maybe what you can get in either the virtual or if you go to the conference. They have several hundred people that have already signed up, from my understanding. So if you're going to go there, look for us. Um, we'll be somewhere out there and I'd love to meet you. Uh, just like we did, we got a chance to meet a couple of people who listened to the radio out in Iowa. And that was that was really interesting. Um, so I'm hoping for much of the same. But if you want to check that out, it's going to be healingfortheages.com. Healingfortheages.com. If you register and you use a promo code uh, Tim, I think you say, I think he said you save 10% on that. So Tim, uh, get you 10% off. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, listen, we've been talking a little bit about CBDCs. We saw the introduction of FedPay. We're seeing some other countries already beginning to implement their own CBDCs. We've seen the rise of the BRICS bank, which some people say they're going to use CBDCs, but it's going to be backed by gold. And I was watching a video the other day in which somebody was talking about actually using the gold, but using CBDCs in order to do your ledgering, your accounting. And then once a quarter, once half a year, once every year or whatever, you actually stick physical assets of gold and silver Mainly gold, because that's what these countries are buying up. Uh, you're using that to settle your debts. You send it over, you know, check the balance or whatever, and you pay it off, and you do that. But for the for the common man, it's it's that's not what this is going to work like at all. You're going to be strictly on the ledger, just like you are with the fiat money that we have now. The only difference is they're going to track every transaction you do. And I think this was why Catherine Austin Fitz said, you know, move towards trying to use cash more and more instead of your debit card or instead of your credit card you're using cash if you're sh- if you're demonstrating look we're not ready to go down this road uh we're not willing to go down this road we're going to go by what we have now then you ha- you have an advantage against them because if nobody wants their product they're not going they're not going to do it i mean think about even with all of the stuff that went on with the shots you sort of wonder when dr Artis points out he says you know you're hoping for a big depopulation uh thing to come from that. And there's no doubt they murdered a lot of people with those things. And they murdered them. I, I don't mind saying it. That's what that's what they did. But 99% of the population survived. <laughs> so, you know, it didn't work out too good. Now they're going to come again. There's no doubt about that. If you didn't see the um the article from yesterday, uh, is it possible FEMA just FEMA just gave us the date when the next attack on the people will come? well they they had they put this out I think it was August the third and they've set it up for I forget what the particular, specific date is it's in October where they're going to be doing another test of this emergency broadcast system and you, you know the the ironic thing in that is when they you know think about Hawaii did you read the story where they sent out a false report to the people that a missile was incoming, and they had to call that back and then when they have These things burning, the the houses and the cars and all this stuff and all the the chaos that ensued down there, when they had all that going, well then, where was the emergency broadcast then? Nobody got anything. See, these things are are manipulative of what they're doing. And if you go back in the past, FEMA uh, this year came up under the Department of Homeland Security. I don't know if you knew that or not. Maybe you thought they were, but they came up under the direction of Homeland Security this year. And one of the things is, is that FEMA continually demonstrates why it shouldn't even be around, why it's unconstitutional. It not only can't get places in time to do anything, it does a poor job of doing whatever their job is supposed to be. It does a poor job in that. But then you start to see that they work with the local Law enforcement, in order to keep people from helping one another, from saving their properties and things. You guys have probably seen some of these videos uh, from Maui and what's going on there, and how they're trying to keep it, even threatening to arrest them over it. So, with that said, that's just the way federal government works. Now, if you guys remember, we had Franklin Sanders on several times on the show. He was considered to be the most dangerous man in the mid South. I think was the term that was used by an attorney general. And why? It was because he was promoting gold and silver. Gold and silver. Now, why was that? Is that because he's looking to be, you know, super rich and wealthy? No, that's because that's biblical and constitutional money. Now, we had Chris Taylor on last week. You know, I had somebody in in the comment section say, oh, this is new apostolic restoration stuff. And, And no, it's not. It's biblical. Look, Go to the Bible, read about the men that God blessed, at least in the Old Testament that you see. And I think there were men who were blessed in the New Testament. We have Joseph of Arimathea, who was not a poor guy. We had people who came to Christ uh, in the book of Acts, and they took lands that they owned and they sold them. So they were obviously, I guess, able to take care of themselves still, even though they sold the lands, they gave it to the apostles to distribute as there was need within the church. So there was wealth. The question was, was the person's heart set on wealth. And that's where Jesus says you can only serve one master. You can't serve two. It's either going to be God or you're going to serve riches and mammon and money. That's what you're going to do, one or the other. So when I've got an interview I'm going to play here, because this is dealing with CBDCs, and it's something that we need to consider because if we can't stop them, then we're going to have to find a way to go around it. And while the Bible does talk about a mark of the beast being instituted, no question about that, and, and all of the things that, that go with that, it talks about buying or selling. Well, you're going to hear about bartering, trading, and the use of biblical and constitutional money. For those of you who don't know that, read your constitution. You'll see gold and silver is the only means of payment for debts among the states. Our forefathers were hoodooed into paper money that doesn't have any value. And so to help me do that is uh, Dr. Kurt Elliott. And I want to play this interview that I did with him at the end of last week. I'm going to play it today. And I want you to just to consider this in light of these these beginning to roll out these CBDCs and all of this kind of digital currency and all this kind of stuff. I want you to consider something that you actually hold in your hand that's tangible, that has actual value. And um, yeah, pray and ask the Lord what he would have you to do. Cause We're going to have to prepare for something if we can't stop it. And I think this might be some of the means to do that. So here is a Dr. Kirk Elliott. Whoops, wrong thing. (laughs) Okay, all right, we've got a special guest today, uh, Kirk Elliott, uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott, I should say. And uh, he is in assets, precious metals, gold and silver, which is our constitutional money. And if you really want to talk real money, you can go back to the Bible it's gold and silver. And we've been hoodooed out of that for debt money, which is no money at all. I mean, it's just imaginary monopoly money. Literally, that's what the Federal Reserve says. But uh, he, is, um, he started in the wealth management industry about 29 years ago, and he has over 18,000 clients worldwide and in the 50 states. It's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Dr. Kirk Elliott, good to see you, man.
0: Oh, so great to be with you, Tim. It's my privilege and honor.
1: Well, listen. I, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of this stuff. Obviously, they're spending like drunken sailors. No offense to drunken sailors, but they they're <laughs> doing that and they're printing off money just at, literally out of thin air. And I realize it's on the backs of the people. Uh, and I realize how that's – But we're not here to talk about that specific. And it looks like they're trying to bankrupt us to push us into the central bank digital currency, which Giove Griffin says is the death nail if that gets in. So, how does gold and silver help if you're if there, if the plan is to move us into something to where they control every aspect of that? Would it be a barter system? How 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 is gold and silver effective in that?
0: So it would it would be mostly a barter system, right? Because if if I could, can I would love to actually go back in time just sure, a little please. bit to to actually give a time frame of. What they're planning, what the globalist agenda is, with the central bank digital currency and, and how it started. So, so actually, you know, this if you look way back thousands of years, right? Um, you know, Revelation thirteen uh, talks about the mark of the beast, and it says in thirteen seventeen, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, right? So, so this is not a new concept that we're seeing right now, right? So, but here's where Fast forward all the way to 2019, right? Federal Reserve docket number OP1670 uh, was, was penned into administrative ruling on August 9th, 2019. In that, they basically developed the FedNow app. So the FedNow app is not central bank digital currency, but it's needed for central bank digital currency to exist because it's the conduit, it's the tunnel on your phone from you and your money to the central bank digital currency repository, the digital debit and credit system. So, so in this reserve docket, they, the Federal Reserve defined money. It's a, a unit of account, a store of value, and a medium of exchange, right? Think of a $20 bill that's worth 20 bucks. Hopefully, the $20 bill is going to be worth 20 bucks when you want to use it, and you, you trade it back and forth to buy goods and services. That's what money is. Right, but but money that's private, cash in our wallet. You go to a farmer's market, gas station, wherever, and use cash, and nobody knows it was you that did it. Right, so so imagine you're a oh wait staff at a restaurant. Right, you're getting tips. Um, Are people do people report that? I don't know. I'm I, but I would venture to guess that a lot of times not which this is what the government is trying to do. They can't tax something that they don't know about that's private. So therefore we have to have everything that's, that's not private or, or when you look at drug trafficking or human trafficking, all these cash-based businesses, right? They wanna know about it, they wanna tax it. So, so therefore we're going to a digital system, but it's more than that. So they defined, the Federal Reserve defined in 2019, a fourth function of money, as a means of social control, and it's like what since when is money about social control instead of just a unit of exchange
1: right well they're coming well, out and just telling us what they're doing now, right? oh yeah, they're bragging about
0: it yep. they're they wait till you hear some of the other <laughs> stupid, stupid news that I'm going to report to you right but but they're bragging about it, you know three years ago, five years ago, you know you'd have world economic Forum meetings and these these globalist Bilderberger meetings or whatever, and it was always in code words and cloaked in the shadows and nobody that was clandestine wrote, not anymore. They're just saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. Sadly, most of the world doesn't care. I mean, seriously, they're just, they're just telling us. But because they're telling us, we can actually not, we can be proactive about the response to protect and preserve and grow and thrive, right? So I don't want anybody listening to this because I'm going to talk about some dark stuff with you. Um, but I don't want them to be operating out of a spirit of fear, right? Because fear does one of two things, it either causes you to stick your head in the sand like an ostrich in a windstorm and you pop it up when you hope the storm is over, or it causes you to not act, right? Just paralyze. Well, we weren't created with a spirit of fear, but with wisdom and judgment and sound mind and, and creativity and boldness, right? So. So this is where at the end of this, there's a solution, which is why I can have a smile on my face talking about this because I, I I don't know if you've seen it around America, but everybody, like truly almost everybody is focused on the storm and they're paralyzed. It's like, I've got so much fear and I don't know what to do, but don't focus on the storm, focus on the solution, right? Because when you focus on the solution, Rather than the storm, you can have a smile on your face, no, no matter how bad the storm is, right? So so here's where, let's fast forward a little bit from that 2019 date, March 9th of 2022, Biden um, penned uh, Executive Order 14067, ensuring responsible development of digital assets, basically said, we're gonna have central bank digital currency in America. Three weeks later, March 29th of 2022, Dr. Pippa Momgren at the World Government Summit explained programmable money for the first time. She said, hey, the central bank digital currency, it's right under our nose and it's going to be programmable money, which means we can cut you off from buying or selling if your digital social profile, your ESG, your social credit score doesn't line up to what with what we want it to be. And right? it's like, oh man, bragging about it, right? Um, but they, the way they brag about it is interesting to me because their ideology is completely exposed, right? So they said, imagine a world where we could stop drug trafficking because it's all digital and we can just flip the switch, you can't buy or sell, or pornography. I mean, these are their words, not mine. They're saying, we could stop drug drug trafficking, we could stop pornography, and we could stop ammunition sales. It's like, what? They just put ammunition sales in the same category as drugs and pornography. Yeah, sure. I mean, so, but this is their ideology. They're exposing themselves, right? And what they want, they want a disarmed mass populace because what's coming is so ugly, right? So so this is what they want though. But so then fast forward to September 12th of 2022, this is where it starts to get really interesting because they lay out their timetable. So United Nations resolution A slash RES slash 76 slash 307 um, said by September 22nd of 2024, we're going to announce to the world our pact for the future is what they call it, where there's global coordination of banking and social structures and everything else. But one week prior to that, September 15th is their deadline for a global ID biometrically attached to you and your bank accounts. So they know who you are what you spend your money on where you travel um who you donate to what church you tithe to whether you have a gas guzzling truck that only gets eight miles per gallon and you should have zero carbon emissions it's like all of these things your political party that you donate to they can shut you off with the flip of a switch if they don't like your ideology well here here's where you don't believe me right so a lot of people haven't they said that's that's not that excuse not going to be that extreme it's like oh really so march 6th of 2023 bank for international settlements project icebreaker they basically project icebreaker was a project that said we are going to disallow wires from bank to bank if the use of funds doesn't match up with uh, ideology that we want but they just state it right then Uh, Two months later, May 31st of 2023, Bank for International Settlements Project Aurora was released, which is real-time transaction monitoring of all people and all businesses at every bank in every country. Okay, Tim, that's everybody with a bank account, right? Real-time transaction monitoring. Why? Well, look at what their previous directives were to match up with their ideology to see if they're going to allow or disallow the use of your spending. So here's where, I know you asked a short little question, where does gold and silver fit into all this, right? But but here's where it will. Because June 20th of 2023, the, the blueprint for the future monetary system, improving the old, enabling the new, um, Bank for International Settlements again. Um, isn't this isn't very Orwellian? Globalist-run unified ledger, which, which I'm going to get technical for a second, but I'm going to explain it as best I can. So, in the world of cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, we'll use that because everyone knows that norm Bitcoin. It's decentralized, meaning nobody else. It's it's all just out there. It's not a centralized database. But because it's decentralized, it's not programmable, and you can't change ownership. It is what it is. It's private. Right? You don't know the source of funds, the use of funds, or the owner. Under a centralized bank, di- central bank digital currency, it's the opposite because it's centralized. The people who control the data know the source of funds, the use of funds, who the owner is. And because it's programmable, they can shut you off from buying or selling if they don't, because they know what the use of the funds is. There's also a bigger element here, which programmable money means that it has a time limit on it. They can program when it expires. So let's just say, Tim, you've been working your whole life and you've worked really hard and you have this nest egg saved up for a rainy day for your retirement and you have $100,000 in the bank. Well, they could say, well, we need to stimulate the economy. We need to force everyone in the world to start spending because the economy stinks. So it's like, Tim, temp- on, on December 31st, your money is going to expire worthless. Use it or lose it. Well, what happens on January 1st, the day after? You have no money left. You're completely a digital slave in their digital world, dependent on their debit and credit system. So they're stealing, they're
1: they're stealing from you.
0: They're stealing. It's absolute stealing. When you can change ownership based on your ideology, well, here's where it's like this is playing out right now. This isn't a dystopian future concept. This is happening right now. A month ago. Um, Nigel Farage, who is leader of the Brexit movement in the United Kingdom, conservative uh, politician in the UK, got got actually divorced from his bank account. They cut him off. They just closed up his bank account. Said you can't do any more banking. And so because he's Nigel Farage and a conservative politician, um, they gave him a 40 page dossier and explanation why. And in that 40 pages, they mentioned the word Brexit 40 times, Russia 88 times, his support for Trump, his anti vax policy, his, his view on, on the open borders and immigration in Europe, and his views on zero carbon emission. It's like, what? Because of his ideology and because he was a conservative, he got shut off from his bank account. Well, fast, that's people say, well, Kirk, that's Europe. What about in America? Well, J P Morgan Chase, two and a half, three weeks ago now, Cut off Dr. Mercola, a, a health doctor, one like one of the pioneers yep. in natural medicine movement, from his bank account, J.P. Morgan Chase. But why? Because he was anti-vax. But it was here's where it gets creepier. It wasn't just him. They shut off bank accounts of people who were closely related to him. It, it didn't even have to be him. It's like, oh, we think you're going to have a close association with them, so no more bank accounts for you either. So his, him, his company, his CFO, his CEO, all of their spouses and their kids got shut off from a bank account. It's like, oh my word. So it's just in your face, but, but now. So this unified ledger is, is dangerous because what it does is it gobbles up all of your known assets, real estate, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, cash, brokerage accounts, all that stuff, right? Puts it into this token, this, which is a packet of your information that basically they can change the complete ownership of it. So even in America, this is, this is a weird concept and sometimes people get mad at me when I say, but even if you own your house, you don't own your house, right? Because you could have zero mortgage paid it off, but you still have property taxes. If you don't pay your property taxes, it goes to a tax lien, right? And somebody could take it away from you. Which are immoral too. That's immoral as well. Um, Or, because it's not totally private, then because you pay property taxes on it and you have a title, it can be put into that tokenization packeting process, right? That they're this unified ledger that they can change ownership of. Gold and silver don't have a title to it. it. It's not like it's 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 a completely private transaction. It's like the last of the private transactions on Earth. Because when you buy it, there's no reporting on it. You just you just take delivery. You don't have to report anything on gold and silver until you sell it and you have a capital gain. And then you need to report it for taxes, right? But when you own it, it's completely private. So now you could have one ounce silver rounds in your pocket for barter. You could have 10 ounce, 100 ounce bars of silver, gold bars, right? That that you can use back and forth to barter with, but it's also a, a phenomenal investment, right? So because we're talking about protecting our freedom, our freedom of how we spend our money, to whom we give, to how we live, when, how, and what, right? This is what a tangible asset does. You want to get out of being a digital slave in their digital world, and having a tangible asset allows you to do that. But I'll, over and above that, it's just a fantastic investment. You know, since, since two days ago, when, when the BRICS nations met in, in Durban, South Africa, they're still meeting and and Putin is actually just spouting off and saying they are going to de-dollarize the world and you know what he's negotiating from a point of strength because the BRICS nations are 70% of the world's population 70% and so that's greater than the G7 nations and our GDP they have 31% of the world's GDP the G7 nations the west have 30% they're actually negotiating from a point of power where how do we negotiate how does biden negotiate from a point of weakness because if you were if you're trying to take over the world's reserve currency status right which the u.s dollar is right now imagine if you were xi in china or putin in russia and you said during the trump Administration or the Reagan Administration said, "Hey, we're we're taking over this world reserve currency thing. You're not going to have it anymore." What would the response be? No, you're not, and we're going to make sure that you don't. But when they do that during the Biden Administration, what's the response? Nothing. I mean, seriously. You go back to October of last year. Biden was interviewed at an ice cream shop in New England somewhere. He's just like lick, lick, licking his ice cream cone, and the reporter said. Hey Biden, are you concerned about the demise of the U.S. dollar? And his answer was flat out, "No, I'm not. I am concerned about the global economy, though." It's like boom again. Ideology is exposed, right? So, so now if you're Putin or Xi, it's like, ooh, we know that we're going to get zero opposition if we try to take over the world reserve currency status from the U.S. dollar. Let's do it now. I mean, that's what I would think. Yeah, I'd have, sure. I were them. Sure. I mean. Well, and then they
1: tell us, they tell us on top of that, the dollar is strong, but everybody who goes to the store, goes to the gas pump or anything else knows that's just not true. And it hasn't been true for a long time. I mean, even though we talk about the Trump economy, we were still going $10 trillion in debt in his turn. Yeah. So, I mean, we were spending big time like that. So that's not a good economy. If I, if I tell people my household has a good economy, but my debt continues to go up, while my income either stays the same or goes down, I'm not being honest with them.
0: No. See, the, the, the debt did explode during the Trump administration, but what also was growing was the economy. So it was masked, right? Right now we've got exploding debt, rising interest rates, rising taxes, inflationary pressures, because they're printing money out of thin air to fund every stimulus under the sun. Right. And we also now don't have economic growth and creating jobs like we did during the Trump years and the Reagan years, look, every single president increases the debt. This is not anything new, but now it's exploding, right? Yes. But what we have right now is declining wages overall, not job creation. So imagine a world where you people, less people are working, their their wages are coming down, but prices, taxes, cost of borrowing are going up. That's the kiss of death for an economy, right? And so, so imagine, Tim, if you were if you were a salesperson for the Federal Reserve, right, and, and, and this is this is, and you were trying to basically get people to buy in the CBDC, here's your sales pitch, and this is what they're selling, right? It's like, hey, America, if I got a deal for you, we've got the central bank digital currency. We're the government. That's our digital bank, there, and we have the ability to cut you off from buying or selling if we don't like you. Did you want in? I mean. Seriously. Who would say yes to that? Nobody. But yet everybody seems to be doing so because they don't understand the ramifications. But that's exactly what they're selling. So how do you get a populace to buy into something that's that awful? You create a crisis that's so bad because in times of crisis, in times when mom and dads don't have enough money to feed their kids, they can't pay their mortgage, they can't turn on their utilities, what happens? Well, they will give away their freedoms. We we saw this during Hitler, right? So so Hitler came into power, you know, after World War One. World War One, Germany was the big kid on the block. They liked the America. They bombed the living daylights out of other countries. They had a strong stock market, strong. Buy- I mean, they were like America of the time. But then after World War One, the Treaty of Versailles said, "Hey, Germany, you got to repay your war debts." And they said, "What? <laughs> no, we not? We didn't? Are you getting me?" And they said, no, you have to, or else we're going to cut you off from the international community. So what did they do? They abandoned the gold standard on the mark and they started printing without discretion to the tune of like millions, billions of percent of inflation a year. Yeah, I mean, it was the Weimar Republic hyperinflation is one of the most classic in all of history. People couldn't have feed their babies. They were leaving them on doorsteps of fire stations. I mean, it was awful being paid in wheelbarrows full of cash twice a day. I mean, it was bad. So during this time, Hitler came in and and campaigned on a campaign promise of hope and change. That was his campaign slogan. It's like, dude, that was Obama's campaign slogan (laughs) too, right? So so crazy. But But so during that time, people said, really? You're gonna fix it? He said, yes, trust in me, I'll fix it. So what did they do? They gave up their freedoms and elected Without Hitler having to hold a gun to their head and say, you better vote for me or you're going to die, they willingly gave up their freedoms to elect one of the worst dictators in the history of the world, right? So this is how easily something like that can happen if you create a crisis, right? So, so here's where, how do we know that they're actually doing this right now? So if you go to March of this year, the United Nations um this is a direct quote from the from the secretary general um guterres i propose that the general assembly provide the secretary general in the united nations system with a standing authority to convene and operationalize automatically an emergency platform in the event of a future complex global shock of sufficient scale severity and reach okay what's a complex global shock we don't have to think about it they tell us in the next paragraph <laughs> it says Here's an example of what could trigger this emergency authority a major climatic event, a future pandemic risk, global digital connectivity disruption, a major event in outer space, and generic unforeseen risks. Then it says, who's going to, it gives us the power to oversee the stakeholders. Who are the stakeholders? It's everybody in the world academics, governments, private sector actors, and international financial institutions. Here's the creepy part for all of the viewers out there, right? So so like COVID, that they said that had a finite lifespan of emergency authority. Finite lifespans don't oftentimes be finite, they turn out to be indefinite. Well, they actually wrote this into this law. So the emergency authority would have a, an initial finite lifespan, the UN would be able to extend it indefinitely if it saw fit to do so. Wow. So take away your ability to spend, your ability to buy, Tied into your ideology and who you are, that's the divorcing agent from you and your bank accounts in today's digital world, right? So so here's where what are the solutions, right? You already brought up one of them. Gold and silver is barter, great investment, private transaction. Don't be a digital entity in their digital world, right? But politically there's stuff that's starting to happen, which is really amazing. Now, these are kind of future tense, but they're in process. So in Texas um Legislative action has been initiated, right? But they didn't have time to vote on it before this legislative session ended. I was bombed, so they're going to have to do it next time. But Texas is is legislating through their state legislature a state chartered central bank backed by gold. Gets them out of the Fed system, away from the Federal Reserve, away from that dumb Fed now app, away from FDIC. State chartered bank backed by gold. They already have the Texas Bullion Gold Vault, right? So they have everything in place other than the legal mechanism to do so, which they're voting on. Alaska's doing the same thing. Ron DeSantis in Florida a couple months ago said, we're not gonna take CBDCs in our state. Um, He didn't offer a solution, but he said, we're not taking them. That's a step in the right direction. But now there's eight states, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Utah, Wyoming, and a couple others, that have already passed gold as legal tender in those states. So here's Can, can I ask something about money. that?
1: Can I ask yeah. something real quick about that? Why do we need law to pass to say it's legal tender when the law of the land, the Constitution says, this is the only thing you can coin Congress for the payment of debts? Why, why do we write laws like that? It doesn't make sense to me.
0: Well, it doesn't make sense to me either because you're 100% right. Right, but but you you've had the system for a hundred years and with and so federally I don't think they're going to fix it, brother. I don't. I think what we're going to Me go neither. back to is states' rights, kind of like what the founding fathers envisioned under the federalist system. So under the federalist system, if the state can do something, then the Fed has no right to do it. If it's something that the states can't do, like a national defense, right, for example. Um, then, then the Fed does it, right? But, but there's so much that the states can do, and I think this overreach that we're seeing is going to start manifesting itself in the banking world, and you're going to have sound money again, just like Congressman Ron Paul wanted forever, right? So there's, there's things happening right now where I think this is gonna to go to the states, and the moment that the first state issues a state-chartered bank backed by gold, Here's my prediction. It becomes one of the biggest banks in America overnight because people are wanting to get out yes. of the federal system like right away. But what's the common denominator? Gold, tangible assets, whether you're owning them personally or it's gonna be backed, backing your bank account, everything that's real in the financial world goes to something as tangible, real, like gold and silver. And we don't have to wait for those legislative actions to take place. When we can actually purchase gold and silver right now and start protecting and preserving it. See, on something like this, where they could cut you off from your bank account overnight and there's banks failing constantly, countries are leaving the petrodollar, we're forced to print like there's no tomorrow and cause inflation, right? I would rather be three months early, six months early than one day late because one day late might be too late, right? So I would prepare in preparation for what we see is coming because they're telegraphing it. They're not even hiding it, brother. They're bragging about taking away our freedoms. And, th- and they've actually even said st- stupid stuff like, you're not going to own anything and you're going to like it. Sure. It's like, what? Seriously? I mean, they're, why would they say something like that? Well, they can get away with it and people aren't caring. So here's the other thing where I can tell that people aren't caring. Sam Altman, the creator of Open Artificial Intelligence, Created the world coin. It's like a central bank digital currency central repository. And all, and this was released about a month ago. Um, and I remember the day of release, Tokyo, London, San Francisco, 30 other cities around the globe. They have these stupid orbs, these kiosks where people are getting their retinas scanned lined up for blocks. They're truly lining up for blocks to be part of the stupid world coin thing where your retina scan is is to prove that you are a human not a robot
1: yeah we showed the video we showed the video of that we showed the video of that i mean it's 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 unbelievable what the people being and then you have the stay puff marshmallow man the guy over the bis there uh you know telling you yes this is what we're going to do but then we had a federal reserve guy uh up north uh he was heading that up and he said and he was actually he was actually going why do we need to do this What is the incentive here? He's got to know it's for tracking and tracing people and cutting off dissenters and all. He's got to know it. But he actually came out and asked him, "But why are we doing this? This means this has nothing to do but be basically a uh, a a totalitarian.
0: totalitarian. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) My tongue got got there. A totalitarian movement here. To stifle the freedom of the people, and so, yes. I, you know, I we're about solutions here. The main solution is to bring justice against these criminals who have been giving us fake money the whole time, lawless money, because that's that's really been the root of all the other lawlessness. You can't find fund all this other lawlessness and the illegal wars and all this other stuff w- with genuine, you know, real constitutional and biblical money. You can't do it. But when they can print it off the way they want and they can, you know, pay these guys off, they can do that. So. When people get there, let's let's say, practically speaking, you got somebody that's kind of like me. You 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 don't you aren't even living paycheck to paycheck. You're living sort of day to day. You having to check your bank account, make sure you got some in there. You know, do something, sell something, whatever, and put some in there to cover your expenses. How does a person they'll, they'll go? Okay, how am I supposed to get into this? And my my statements have always been try to find some junk silver, what they call junk silver. You know, your dimes or whatever uh, that are older. Sometimes you can get quite a bit of those and you can just get a little bit you know, each month or something, but some people are so tight in that. What's some solutions for those people?
0: Well, see, I don't have a minimum. I never have, right? Because I, I've got huge, massive clients that are billionaires and, and clients, you know, my smallest client, a little widow from Kansas gave me $300. It was everything that she had, right? And everybody in between. So the key is to just start right? If, if you if you don't have, I mean, really, I don't have a minimum, but truly there kind of is. Like, if you're buying gold, it's like, we're not going to cut it in half with a hacksaw, right? It's a couple thousand bucks. But on silver, because they're shipping it and everything, it's like probably 300, 500 bucks would be a minimum. If you don't have that, just keep stashing okay. away, stashing away. And then when you get it, boom, we'll get it to you. We'll ship it to you for free. And And, but what I would do is like, one ounce rounds. See the junk silver, the pre sixty five dimes and quarters. I sold those quite a bit ago, but the premiums have jumped up so high that it's like, man, they're they're just getting expensive, right? So, so they're small, and that's great. But I would do one ounce generic refinery silver rounds. Don't do silver eagles. Don't do Canadian maple leafs. Don't do South African crowns. Anytime the government puts a stamp on it, it makes it way too expensive, right? So, so just generic refinery rounds of silver. I mean, with silver today being 24 bucks, you can get it for like $28 or less per hour. Sure. Yeah. Amazing, right? So that's what you should go to. Give us a call. We've got that website that we put up, that website for you, um, for your viewers to get to us, right? And just com forward slash Tim Brown. Or you can even just give us a call. If you want to get it done, like, like just call us right after the show, right? It's like 720 605 3900 and say, Tim Brown sent you. Right. But, but this is the key is to just get started. I mean, that, that, that little lady who had a few hundred bucks. Now that was her very first sale. Every, every few months she would get me another few hundred, another few hundred. When you look at her today, it's like, man, she's got over $10,000 worth of silver and she yeah. can't believe it. Yeah, And she, she truly, she can't believe it. It's like, how did this happen? It's like, because you were consistent when, and you were a wise steward with the small things. So now you can be entrusted with greater, right? I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing that I just love. And it tickles my heart to see that, that all you have to do is get started and start moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah. It's like a lot of things that we're talking about. You know, I've, I've told people, I said, there's, there's a few things that I see that you need for freedom. You need land, You need to be able to grow your own food and you need to be able to defend it. And of course, you know, I'm thinking about this. You've got to have means of trade. Now that can be in gold and silver. It can be in other things. It can be in commodities Mm -hmm. that you make or you produce out of your garden, or maybe it's a sheep or a chicken or something like that. You can do those things too. But boy, I'm trying to see how some people are going to change from that credit card or that piece of paper cash to the gold and silver, although that's what they were doing you know, before they came in with this stuff. So yeah. I, I think this is, it, you're right. It's like the gardening or, and stuff like that. And people know my journey on that. You have to start somewhere. And if it's going to be small, then you start small and you got a little bit of stuff and you get a little reward. And the next year you add a little bit more to that garden space or or your chickens or whatever you're doing uh, to ensure that that freedom and that liberty that you want to have. I, I guess the only thing would be, once they come over the CBDC, who's to stop them from coming in and saying, you can't have any gold and silver. You can't use any other kind of currency or they would call it, uh, well, I guess like what you said, some of the states have already went in and said, this is legal tender. And that's been going on for several years now, which I'm happy to see.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they could say that. Um, they did that in the 1930s, right? But why do we still have gold and silver today? Because basically people said, I, I'm still going to use it for barter. Now yeah. you can't bring it to a bank. You can't bring it to Costco or Target or whatever, right? But you can trade it back and forth with local merchants, you know, independent shops, farmers, ranchers, things like what you're doing, Tim, and see, this is where an alternative economy system is going to be established almost overnight and in a CBDC world. But we might not even need to go that far if enough states get on board and have their state chartered banks right out of the fed system. Well, that's going to be an easier solution, but we can't ever, We can't ever guarantee that something like that's going to happen. So this is why we start now to make sure that you're protected and preserved. And this is where where God didn't create us to just survive. He created us to thrive, right, in relationships and finances and all kinds of things, right? And so we start to live in that mindset of creativity, boldness, courage, start doing the right thing, take that leap of faith to do something that you haven't done before, right, which may be invest in, in tangible assets. Because A, it could protect your freedom, but B, it's just a phenomenal investment. I mean, silver was $11.91 an ounce three and a half years ago. Today it's 24. It's like, oh my word, it's up like over 100% in three and a half years. That's over 30% a year average growth. That's incredible. Nobody's gonna cry over that kind of return, especially when stock markets are collapsing, bond markets are collapsing, real estate's coming down. It's just the right place for right now. I'm not saying that forever, Nothing lasts forever. Nothing goes up forever. Nothing comes down forever. We get a president or a Congress back that actually lowers taxes, lowers interest rates, creates jobs. Well, then the stock market becomes a valid option again, right? But in the meantime, it's in the transitions that people actually lose their shirts. And this is where we're trying to encourage people to protect, do the right thing, get into the right place at the right time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I I am trying to do some of that myself, little by little. We've got just a little bit of silver, a little bit of gold, and I don't go for the fancy stuff either. I'm just like whatever silver, whatever's gold, as far as I'm concerned. When you get down to it, if you're trading with the local farmer, he's not interested in whether you got a cougar in or whether you just got you no, know freshly minted gold coin somewhere that was premium
0: cheap. doesn't matter in a barter world. That's right. You never buy that stuff ever. Yep.
1: Yep, yeah, they're, just, they're just selling you the trinket. That's all they're doing. Well, yeah. Dr. Kirk, it's great to have you on. Do you have a closing word of exhortation to the people? Because, again, you know, the, the foundations of our show are we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. And I think, I think when you get down to real solid money, what the Bible would determine as real solid money, gold and silver, then what you're, what you're dealing in is you're dealing with just weights and measures, and God yeah. calls unjust weights and measures, which is what we've got with the Federal Reserve debt notes, an abomination. I mean, that's how serious it is. He says yeah. it's an abomination. What would you give to the audience as a final word of exhortation?
0: I would say, you know, God's word is there for us to to listen to and act on. Right. Because he's there to protect and and to give us peace in the midst of the storm. And so there's a story in the Gospels, right, when Jesus was walking on water and there was a storm on the Sea of Galilee. and and Peter wakes up from sleeping and it's like, Jesus, you're walking on water. What are you doing? And, and Jesus said, come to me. And I don't think he was just talking to Peter. I think he was talking to every disciple on the boat. Come to me. In the midst of the storm, I am your peace. So what did Peter start to do? He said, okay, I'm focused on the solution. I'm going to walk to my Savior, right? So he starts walking on water, but then his humanness gets involved. He looks around, sees the big waves, the storm crashing around him, and he starts to sink point really good point for all of us it's like when you're focused on the solution great things can happen when you're focused on the storm you'll sink right so most of the people calling me every single day 90 percent of them just gripped and paralyzed with fear because they're focused on the storm and so my my exhortation would be don't focus on the storm focus on the solution god's going to never give you more than what you can handle right it might seem dark it might seem getting worse it, you know. Catholics and evangelicals all over the world saying this is the mark of the beast, which it might be, right? It probably is because the ability to cut you off from buying or selling if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, smells like a duck, it's probably sure. a duck, right? But but why did God put that in His Word? He He's a God of choice, right? We have the choice to accept Jesus or not. Consequences for you know for not, but blessings to make the right choice. That's right. We can either sin or we cannot sin. Our choice, blessings for not, consequences for doing so. The mark of the beast, the same thing. Don't take it. That's why he puts it in there. You know, there's other solutions, other options, but they're going to make it really easy for us to say yes to it, but just don't. This is where you pray for boldness and courage every single day and wisdom to navigate through this. Not everybody you're hearing online is telling the truth, right? It's like test the prophets, right? So, So this is where, man, I don't know how people get through days like we are living in today without Jesus. I really, really don't. So focus on that strength for you and your family and have a smile on your face and just act. I mean, as amazing as God is, and he can do anything, it's hard for him to steer a parked car. (laughs) You've got to be moving, right? So act and make a decision and then he can always, like a plumb line, pull you back onto the course if you drift off. But he's got this amazing plan for all of us. We just need to learn how to listen and act and obey and and act with wisdom. And that's 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 my final exhortation is act with wisdom, but act. Amen. Amen. That's a good word, uh, Kurt.
1: And we're if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, again, here is the uh The URL, Kirk Elliott, that's with two L's and two T's, phd.com forward slash Tim Brown, and they'll get you taken care of. He's a man of integrity. And I've had so many people tell me about him. John Richardson, who we had on, uh, just uh, raved about uh, Kirk. And so he's a guy you can trust. Give him a call over there. I'll have the number and I'll have uh, the link up at the end, at the in the archive uh, when we get that up later today. Thanks. Okay. All right. I hope that's helpful. Um, Again, somebody may mention in the chat about it's good to have solutions. Yeah. I mean, we hear enough about the problems, don't we? And some solutions come at the hands of other people. I mean, they literally come at, we we went through impeachment and that's got to come through the hands of, at least at the federal level, of the house alone. They have the sole authority. That means it's theirs. It ain't the sentence. It's not it's not the people out here necessarily, but it's their representatives in the House of Congress in the House of Representatives in Congress. And so they've got to do that. Let me hit this real quick, just to make a make a point here before we close out. Jesus said, told the disciples when he first sent them out, he said, uh, in Matthew chapter ten, beginning at verse five, and if you go down a little further, he goes in verse nine. He says, "Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses for script, or nor script for your journey, neither two coats, shoes, yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat." And he talks about going and preaching the gospel and healing them and healing the people. And then he reminds them of that at the end. Luke chapter twenty-two, he says. You remember when I sent you with purse, without purse and script, lacked you anything, and they said nothing. And he said unto them, But now he that had the purse, let him take it. And likewise, he that had the script, and get the sword and the whole nine yards. Remember
0: that. We'll see you in the morning at 6 a.m., Lord willing.